down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, oh my god. I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Bowling, this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! What is going on, bro? What's going on, man? Not much. For everyone who uh, was just listening and is now confused, I uh, the record button was a little weird on the new Mixler, and I... Um, Anyway, we're back and uh we're 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 gonna start all over like nothing ever happened. How's that sound, everybody? So that's what we're doing right now. Nothing happened. You didn't hear anything. See, like if you're listening to this on a download, you don't even know it. No, you're you not. You would only not. know there was an issue if you were listening live. Yeah. So don't even worry about it, everybody. Take it easy. Calm down. We're all fine. Everything's cool. Um don't adjust for the people listening live. But anyway, we are going to talk CB4 tonight. We uh, we can go back over this. Um, again, I guess we can... Uh, do you want to just get right into the story again? Yes, let's get right to it. Three young friends who were uh, aspiring to be rappers. They had been trying out different stuff. Uh, basically going, uh, doing everything they could, trying to become big rappers. Uh, uh, finally, they decide one day to take a guy's name who was being put in prison. The guy's name is Gusto. He's a gangster in their neighborhood. He runs a club called Gusto's. 
uh, obviously. Yes. Um, and eventually he, this guy finds out, gets sick of it, and goes after the uh, three young friends played by Chris Rock, Alan Payne, and Deezer D. So yes. Charlie Murphy's the one going after these guys. Uh, all this uh, is being explained, narrated by Chris Rock, who is being interviewed by Chris Elliott. And like I already said, some of the best scenes in this movie are looking over Chris Elliott's shoulder to see what everyone's doing behind his shoulder. Uh, in the cars behind yes. him. They're stuck in traffic, and the whole time he's just got a microphone and a camera there. Um, so, you know, that's that's one of the best things in this movie. But um, just a straight comedy, obviously. Um, you know, a couple really... Uh, basically, like I said before, we're going to talk mostly some of the really funny scenes in this movie. Um, that's what I want to do. So... I don't know, man. I hate that we had to restart, but uh, all right, where are we going from here? By the way, a little vodka for tonight. I got some, uh, you know, a little bit of Bloody Mary for tonight. Nice, nice selection. Yeah, yeah. I might do a shot here in a minute. Just a little shot of vodka, just to get the show. Oh, oh. what? I guess before uh, before we get too deep into the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, is there any correlation between any of the actors <laughs> in this movie and uh, NYPD Blue? Yes. Um, Since you're taking shots, I figure you might. We might as well start off right. All right, Deezer D, uh, Charlie Murphy, Candy Alexander, Art Evans. Where was I? Richard Gant, and uh, I believe that's about it. I believe that's that, that 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 that's all I see. Actually, Vanessa Lee uh, Chester was in one. That's about all I can see that I remember. Ice T was never in it. Flavor Flavor's Kid. No, no, never in it. Never in it. Never in it. Never in it. But uh, we again, we will mention that uh, cameos by Ice T, Halle Berry, Ice Cube, Flavor Flav, and Shaquille O'Neal, and Easy E. God damn it, Easy motherfucker. Fucking E. Yes. Still can't believe he was in. The and <laughs> yeah. But uh, I guess we we should play one of my favorite clips. Yeah, let me go back. Here. Gotta play the Halle Berry clip. Let me go back. Let me go back here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's gonna take me a minute now. The sarcasm was real. <laughs> it was. I gotta get back to it now. Cause I completely. Like I'm kind of curious. Do you think they just kind of like met up with her and just? We need you to do a scene for this movie, and that's how she really felt. Because, I mean, that didn't even look like acting. Just She seemed genuinely disinterested. <laughs> I don't know. Ice-T's Ice part in this movie is funny as hell, too, because he's... Ice-T's one of the coolest motherfuckers, I think, in the world, dude. He's <laughs> just a smooth motherfucker. I, like, I met him. I like Ice-T, man. He's a bad motherfucker, if you ask me. All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Make sure everybody can hear this on the other side. And you, can you hear this? If I had to choose one, I'm Gusto all the way. It's those gold teeth that... Something. I don't know. Gusto. Is that it? Well, I saw Gusto. There you go. Then it goes right in Ice Cube. Did you you heard that, Anthony? Uh, No, we froze up a little bit, but I, I know the part of the movie. But did you hear it at all? No. Uh, I heard, like, the little first little clip of... 
gusto and that was it oh okay but okay so you did hear it a little bit okay i just want to make sure everybody else heard that smark will tell me if he heard the clip so all right that's fine not a problem i just want to make sure because uh like i said it's a little weird with what i just did so no big deal but i do have the movie playing over here as usual as usual i do have it playing ah what and I was saying, you should raise your glass because apparently Smart has some uh, Crown Royale Vanilla going right now. Oof. Not a fan of the whiskey, my man. Not a fan. Not a, not a fan of... Eh, I'm not a hard... Yeah, I'm, really, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I'm a Long Island man myself. I'm just never been a good fan, a big fan of the whiskey. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It all started on an 18th birthday. <laughs> it all goes back to my 18th, <laughs> One of those. 18th birthday and uh yeah that's when it all goes back to so yeah 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 my friends lined up uh five shots of whiskey and put a beer and then put five shots of tequila and a beer and <laughs> i don't remember doing the shots of tequila but I do remember the fact that I can never taste whiskey or smell it it just makes me fucking gag just fucking horrible I hate it so anyway I will do a shot of vodka shots for you wow that's <laughs> that's amazing but I swear you have a you have a story for every occasion. I've been through a lot of bullshit in my life. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> if I had my Is that the title of your book? <laughs> if I had my friends sitting there telling me stuff, I'd be able to actually write a book. Our book would, would sell, dude. We have done some crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do that's gonna that's gonna be a fuck the movies. We're gonna do a show one day just dedicated to your life. Oh. The life of times of box man. We, it could be like it could be broken up into several parts, volumes, one through whatever. Yeah, I think it would have to be. But yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, but I would need people yeah, beside just me. Just random little tidbit or factoid about your life that you want to talk about. Yeah, I, I would definitely have to have someone beside me because I don't remember half the stuff we did. But when you start telling me, I'm like, oh, that's right. And then I remember it. So I just need to hear it. But, yeah, if I got all my friends together, we could probably remember a lot of our stories. Ah. Yeah, a lot of them have to do with drinking, fishing, um, kegs, we uh -huh. lots of fun. Lots of fun. May, many a parties, many a fights, many a drunken nights at bars, being thrown out of bars. Good times, good times. I'll say that. Good times, man. Good times. So you're like, so you would say uh, your younger days were nonstop porkies. It was fun. It was definitely fun. It was fun, yeah, yeah. It was definitely a good fucking time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to do that one day. But I guess back to this wonderful movie here. Um, yes. Let's see here. This movie, let's see if there's a box office on this movie. 
I don't think there was a yep, big... I have that. Actually, it was. It was, uh, let me see. Let me pull up the info. Got some notes here. I see. Uh, the film ranked number one at the box office in its opening weekend with sales totaling, get this box, $6,116,000 across 1,205 theaters. At the end of its domestic run, it had grossed a total of $17,953,778. Chris Rock stated that the film's budget was $6 million. Wow. So this movie did really good. This, I mean, you know... Was this before? I mean, this was obviously right after New Jack City, and obviously the funny part of this movie was Alan Payne was in this movie with him, and he was also in the in you know New Jack City with him too. But yeah. you know, obviously, Ice was, T was also in it. So yeah, that, yeah, there's another connection. Ice T, yeah, another connection to that movie. So, but um, yeah, Chris Elliott's part in this is ridiculously funny. I'm not even a big Chris Elliott fan, but his part in this movie as the camera, as the the reporter, is pretty funny. He's just a this movie. I think this was Chris Rock's chance to show the stereotypical white guy and have fun with it, because every white yeah. guy, <laughs> you know, every white guy in this movie is the tight ass stereotypical white guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, like, between Chris Elliott and Phil Hartman, who do you think pulled it all better? Oh, Phil Hartman's the man. Good, good. We're on the oh, same page. I mean, wow. we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah, Phil Hartman is the man, dude. Um, this movie was actually, the some of the writing credits for this movie do go to Chris Rock um, and a gentleman named Nelson George. Now, remember, he is from a place called Locash, a little city. In uh, California, the name of the guy who actually did the screenplay for the movie, Robert Locash. Ah, I like that little homage there. That is where the name came from. That is why they are straight out of Locash. Which I'm not sure. I don't, yes. I don't know if anyone can hear it. Let's see. I can play it, but can they hear it? That's the question. Let's see. <laughs> Sorry, wrong button. CB4 in the motherfucking house. Yeah, Gusto's in the motherfucking yeah. house with my man Dead Mike. We break the motherfuckers off 24-7. So check this shit out. Hey, yo, Gusto. What's up? Check that shit. Straight out of low cash, a crazy motherfucker named Gusto. I'm fucking white because a bitch is a big hoe. All right. There we go. I don't want to play too much of it. Uh do want to make sure everybody heard that. Uh, if anyone in the chat can tell me if they heard that. I just want to make sure everything's working correctly. So hopefully everybody heard that. Otherwise, there's going yes. to be a awkward silence there. And uh, I need to know to cut that. So anyway, that's the uh, one song right there. That's obviously a complete of, of awesome. Thank you, Smart. Uh, obviously, that's a complete rip-off of uh, Stray Outta Compton. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, that I mean, I don't give a fuck. I mean, and the funny thing is, you know, because I really don't listen to do much uh, commercial music anymore. I've long since given up on uh, over-the-air terrestrial radio, but it's funny to hear that song because obviously it was done as a goof. It was done as a gag back then. Mm-hmm. 
But that song today to me holds up better than ninety five percent of the shit that I hear you know, today. You know, some which is, which is fucking hilarious to me on a lot of levels. Yeah, there was an article that I want to go over that was um, written in two thousand four by uh, Complex dot com called Seventeen Ways CB Four Predicted Rap Today, and um, uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and get into this real quick right now. How's that sound? Um, sure. Nine, 17 ways, and some of these are really true. Um, rappers have their own personal film crews follow them around. Um, obviously, this whole movie is being filmed by, you know, and by, you know, Chris uh, Elliott, like we had talked about. And it gives scenes from the movie yeah. and some real life examples. Now, remember, this is from 2014. Real life examples are from Cootie and. Kanye to Spiff TV films and Dre films, and they also mention Rick Ross. So, you know, all the things that are going on, you know, people do, do have film crews going on with them now, and CB4 predicted it. Um, suspicious record sales celebrated by the music industry um, brings up the scene in the movie where Trust Us Jones, who basically in this movie would I would say he's the Don King of the record industry. Remember Box. What? If you can't trust me, you can't trust us. Yeah. Um he's he's the <laughs> uh the their record uh producer and um you know there's a part where he's spraying a gold record with spray paint and uh they obviously, you know make fun of that. They say some real life examples are record companies buying records so I guess record companies actually buy records to put people at number one. So uh, hip-hop groupies... Which is kind of dumb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hip-hop groupies aren't to be trusted. Uh, movie, it talks about one of the scenes yes. from the movies with Candy Alexander. Uh, basically, Candy Alexander yes. in this movie just plays... If you don't know who Candy Alexander is, uh, watch CSI Miami. She was the medical examiner for... The a big chunk of that show. She is a very sexy woman too. Um, do you know who yeah. she is? Oh, I'm, I'm I know damn well who uh, Candy mm. Alexander is. You don't got to break her down to oh, me. Oh yeah, she's a very sexy woman. Uh, brings up yes. uh, real life examples: Superhead and Cat Stacks. I'm not sure who either one of them bitches. Yes, and also, and also, box. You know, even to uh, take it back a couple years earlier, mm -hmm. the great philosopher. Uh, I want to say it was Sir Mix-a-Lot taught us not to touch a big butt and a smile. Yeah. So yeah. Never trust a big butt and a smile. Never really. touch a group. Never to never trust. A yep. Uh, another one. Record companies completely overvaluing new artists. Uh, real life examples: Crayshon and Trinidad James. This was 2014, ah. so remember. Uh, but it brings up a scene in the movie where Trustus Jones guarantees he'll sign the guys. This was a scene in the movie where they had just been thrown out of uh, Gusto's club. So you know, and he, they 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 meet up, trust us, and he's like, "Yeah, you guys are, can rap, but you, you need a gimmick, and yeah, I'll, I'll I'll sign you." Uh, so it also says that artists stealing real criminals' names. Uh, says some real life examples are Rick Ross and Fifty Cent. Ah, yep, yep. 
Um, another one, uh, eventually real gangsters get fed up and come running for you. Obviously, the real Rick Ross gangster did go after Rick Ross a couple of times, the rapper. He's had death threats and everything in 2012, 2013. Yeah. He had a canceled dates. He was shot at in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, NYPD Blue, yes. oh, I'm sorry, NYPD offered him, NYPD Blue, NYPD offered him round-the-clock protection at one point. So, you know, another thing that came to reality. Uh, hey, I'm Coco. And I'm Breezy. And we're co-founders of Ivor Company, Coco and Breezy. What is that? Our dad comes from the South. And our mom is from, like, a very is that traditional me or you? Puerto Rican family. Oh, Puerto Rican yeah. women God damn continent. it. Okay, it's me. But I don't know where. Yeah, I'm about to say. Oh, Bobby is trying to call in. Has he called and I didn't see it? Oh, Bobby, I'm sorry. We're, uh... We had to go over to Google tonight. <laughs> um... Yeah, we're gonna have to skip calls tonight. You know what? Maybe we'll take a break and go back to Skype in a few minutes. You know, we'll do that. Give us uh, give us about 10, 15 minutes. We'll take a quick break, and we can go back on Skype again. We'll do that, if, gotcha. if that's all right with uh, with everyone over there. Sorry about that, Bobby. Just uh, give us about 10, 15 minutes. Um, ah, Amber Rose. There you go. That's that's another one that Smart oh, yes. is bringing up. And yes, Smart, Can- Candy Alexander was on news radio. Very, very good. I f- Oh, well, shit, I damn, you're right, I mm, forgot she was on it. She was sexy as fuck in that show. Joe Rogan was trying to bang her the whole show. Uh, on the show. Yeah. Um, another one that came to, comes to real life. Probably behind the scenes, oh, too. Probably, he should have been. Uh, rappers make easy... I wouldn't blame him either way, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> not at all. Rappers making easy political points for the right wing uh, brings up um, the... The politician telling through rap the influences have invaded our castles and, you know, Bill O'Reilly has gone after all kinds of rappers for their lyrics too. So same thing's happening. Rappers get out of interviews by saying utter nonsense and just walking out. Um, Basically, you know, when uh, (laughs) they bring up the... um, Obviously, Rick Ross did this in a noisy interview. I don't know. Yes. Uh, rappers trying out yeah, different fads. Yeah, rappers trying out different fads in order to find their voice. It brings up the CB4 when he's talking about some of the different characters they had done. The, the what the yeah. bagheads, the, the the Buddhist people. So, you know, and it brings up a real yeah. life example of Taiga. So yeah, let's see. Rappers. Now I'm not looking at the list that you're looking at, box, but no. I, I'm a. Sh- I'm am assuming that one of the points they're gonna bring up is uh like uh fabricated backgrounds. No, but they do bring up right here rappers sitting and counting money for no reason. <laughs> uh, it says just Google the words Gucci Mane oh, money shit. or Fifty Cent money. Have fun. Uh, <laughs> So uh, being put in the Hannibal Lecter costume will always look cool. And that's true. They do wheel out MC Gusto, you know, Charlie Murphy on a kind of, you know, wheel him out in the straight jacket on a on a two-wheeler. Uh, so, you know, it brings up a few there. But that was one of the things. Rappers getting gold teeth. Gold <gasps> teeth. 
and I don't even have to. Gold teeth was kind of like a thing in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, no, they kind of were. Rapper's doing a lot of writing in prison, and it says here that uh, Lil Boosie claims he has 1,018 songs that he wrote while in prison. Yeah, he's full of shit, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, rapper's getting robbed at home. Obviously, uh, brings up Soldier Boy's uh, 2009 home invasion. Let's, I'm trying to get through this quick. Rappers get spiritual and don't want to rap no more. Obviously, Dead Mike in this movie became very spiritual. We, we will go over some of that in a little while here. Uh, rappers dressing like women. That was hilarious. Yeah, rappers dressing like women in this movie. Chris Rock did dress up basically trapping um, uh, Charlie Murphy's character in this movie by dressing up as Candy Alexander. And it brings up... Yeah. A uh, few rappers, Hospin, Lil Wayne's Jeggings, and uh, Young Thug's Skirts. The hip-hop retirement home, and it says, any programming from VH1. And uh, that is the list. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, the list ended with a, with a little, little, little zinger there. So that was that, but uh, yeah, the, you know, but, but that did bring up some of the really you know funny parts in this movie, which you know, th- again, some of the scenes in this goddamn movie are just absolutely crazy. But um, obviously, you know, basically these were three middle class, you know, black guys trying to just make it, becoming rappers. But uh, another funny scene in this movie when they is when they go to see. Alan Payne or, you know, dead Mike at his job and he's he's on a he's he's on a gay hotline. You remember this part? Very well. Well, here. You you're you're about to remember it even more. Yeah, yeah, I'm licking your balls. <laughs> Best balls I ever had. Uh huh. You got King Kong balls. Uh. Oh shit. Gotta pay the rent somehow. And Alan Payne <laughs> is just the coolest dude in this movie. You just can't see him doing this. And he just seems like a cool guy anyway, man. He really does yeah, seem like, like a cool with, guy. With a, with, a, with a scene like that, you just kind of go, gotta go all in with it. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, they really must have just told him, can you be G Money in this movie? Because he really, it seems like he's really trying to basically push that character a little more, The you know, that he's G-Money. But, um, you know, just, uh, you know, just one of these, it's a fun little movie. There's another part in this movie where they're uh, all pretending to be Run DMC. You know, they even put on the glasses and another great part in the movie. But, um Let's see. Oh, yeah, the Kings of Rock. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, exactly. But um, basically, I guess we can kind of, you know, this is an important part. Chris Rock goes over after they get thrown out of the club, which he, we, we talked about, to apologize and try to get uh, to be the opening act for Wacky D, who's some stupid rapper that's making money that no one can stand in this movie. But uh, he goes into the club to try to kiss 
and uh, the real Gusto, played by Charlie Murphy, and kisses ass, and there's a drug deal, and immediately when he walks in, the cops raid the place, but the cop says, he's cool, <laughs> let him go, and immediately they think he set him up, so Chris Rock is already in danger. You know, right there, right there. Yes. So, yeah. Now, let, let me ask you something, because he's kind of made a career of, like, playing, like, a the funny guy, but uh, he's also been, like, the badass. How would you, where would you, on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you put out uh, Charlie Murphy? Because in this movie, he was obviously supposed to be a, a bad motherfucker. He, you know, he plays a good, a really good bad motherfucker, but the problem is, he's got that voice that... I don't know. He just seems like he's always telling a joke, even when he's not. You know, I don't know. I kind of. Oh no! In, in other words, it's like he goes for the laugh too much. You think? Maybe he does, but I mean, he's a genuinely funny guy. I mean, he's Eddie Murphy's brother, so you know, let's let's stop pulling any punches here. He's obviously got funniness in the family, but I don't know, man. He just he he's he gets a lot of small parts and. They're usually they're usually the funny badass like this kind of part. Yeah. So, but I guess he just plays it well. But uh, and another funny part in this movie is Chris Rock does reference Nino Brown. I believe it's right here actually. Chanting Gusto. So obviously another tie-in to the New Jack City movie. So there, 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 yeah. there was a couple tie-ins, definitely. There was three or four tie-ins there where he brought in some uh, New Jack City. So obviously he was parroting that movie a little bit too. So, But, you know... Yeah, no, I don't even think that. I just think he was proud because, uh, yeah, people have to understand. I mean, Chris, this is around a time where he was starting to generate buzz. You know, he was on Saturday Night's Live for like three years. Mm. He had did uh, New Jack City. But this was like his first, like, movie. This was like his first starring role where the, the weight of the movie kind of was resting on his shoulders, so to speak. Oh, this is probably a big movie for him. He was producer. He wrote some of this movie. Uh yeah, you know, this was probably a lot on the line for him, and you know, I'm just watching this part. They're eating, they're in a, a restaurant, and they got a thing, a giant piece of cornbread in front of them with a like. Oh no 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 no! Get it right, box. Big ass biscuit. Big oh sorry, the big ass biscuit, and it's got a yes, hunk, big ass hunk biscuit. of butter that could kill probably a the normal human being. Um, so... Man, man, and Alan Payne, I don't know what you think. It was a scene in here where, like, I guess somebody was just eavesdropping. Man, eat your big-ass biscuit. Uh, actually, here. Man, eat your big-ass biscuit. There, it was right there. I was just about to watch the area. I'm sorry, that line always, for some reason, it's a throwaway line, but it cracks me up every time. Yeah. Here, hold on. Nigga, so you already becoming a gangster. No, cousin, I can't let you go out like that. I'm not having it. Well, I say we vote on it, and I vote yes. I vote no three times. Well, you only get one vote. Otis, how you feel? Otis, cousin, you and I both know it's suicide, man. Otis, what about sissy? Think about sissy. I know Hold you want to get in there. there. 
for a second here. I just don't want to, you know, the old YouTube police. Yeah, fuck YouTube, yeah. fuck Skype, fuck all you PC motherfuckers. Right. But anyway, here we go, right here. I think people got go. the gist of what we're going Yo, for. Listen, uh, excuse me, man. Yeah. But uh, do you work in uh radio? No, nigga. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. What about at um an answering service? No, nigga, turn around and eat your big ass biscuit. Hey, hey, listen. It don't have to be about all that. It's just that uh your speaking voice, you know, it's so familiar. <laughs> Obviously, we know where he know he's from. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, we know where he'd been calling. 976 Gaze. Please don't try to call that number. Please. Please. Anthony, are you there? Anthony is not there. Anyway. All right. I'm not sure where Anthony went. Hopefully, he'll be back in just a second. But, um... You know, basically these guys go, they even, you know, go outside the prison and get clothes from the guys that are uh, waiting out there. So, you know, they're they're really trying to get their image going. Chris Rock even gets a crazy Jerry curl, and that was the funny part of Easy e being in there telling, you know, Chris Rock to cut his Jerry curl. But, uh, you know, they're trying to get their image going the whole time. Another great scene in the movie, though, is just them sitting in the barbershop and... You know, Alan Payne won't take it, but uh, they do finally get signed. And when they do get signed, that's where the movie starts turning funny because, you know, obviously a big part of this movie is Chris Rock, MC Gusto, trying to hide who he really is. Uh, you know, his real identity as Albert. So, you know, let me, uh, oh, I think I hear Anthony back now. Anthony? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Sorry about that. No, I, 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 I covered. I can cover, man. I covered you, yeah. man. I can cover you when you go in. Yeah, man, but... Uh... Yeah. yeah. I was just talking about how Fucking they... Computers. Uh, I was basically just talking about how they even, you know, uh, were going through a lot of lengths for Chris Rock to cover up his real identity as Albert. Yes. In this movie. And, and, and he was... Uh, he got found out real quick, though, by a reporter. So. Yes, and the funny thing is, though, for somebody that was, you know, when he put the uh, wig on, he pulled off a pretty uh, <laughs> convincing thug guy. He, uh, At least when he was rapping. He actually does. He could definitely be a good thug in a movie. He just ends up playing that 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 Chris Rock role that everybody wants to see him in. I got to tell you, man, I think people, People should be using a lot more comedians as psychos in movies. Comedians are And I gotta dark. say this, you know, like, the only thing that hurts Chris Rock is he's just so damn skinny. But when Chris Rock is, I, if, when he gets pissed off, he actually is a convincing badass, but the problem is you can't take somebody serious that skinny. No. Unfortunately. You can't. I'm sorry. You, you can't take Pookie, you can't take Pookie seriously. When he get pissed off. No. No. And by the way, we haven't... Uh... You can't. He's just so damn scared. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be scared of him. It's just not easy to do. But uh, we haven't even made fun of the rap names these guys took. We've mentioned Chris Rock's and Alan Payne's, but Deezer D was Stab Master Arson. <laughs> 
Stab Master. <laughs> That's a motherfucking ridiculous name. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> But goddamn, that's a ridiculous fucking name. But yeah, they all took on these really crazy names. <coughs> and uh you know, the but the whole time through the movie, you could also see that Alan Payne, you know, Dead Mike was um kind of not wanting to do it. Even from the beginning, he didn't want to do this, but they started making money and uh that's all it took. Yeah. This is funny. This like, I think they. I mean, I think his two friends. They knew from the jump that probably was a bad idea. But he kind of played on their delusions of grandeur. Like, what about the money and the women? I, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Oh. The women would have probably swayed me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. Oh, I forgot he was in this movie too. Tommy. Um, what's his damn name? He was in. Tommy. God damn it! He was Tommy, he was uh, in Ace Ventura. He was the 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 little fighting dude. Hmm. The second one. Hold on. Let me go. Okay, right here. Tommy. No. Yes, the Come second on. one. Hold on here. I'll know the name when I see it. Tommy Davidson. Tommy Davidson. I wanted to say Tommy uh, Hardison, but I know that was Kadeem Hardison that I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Tommy Davidson has a quick little cameo yeah, yeah, as uh, Weird Warren. So he's in this movie too. I forgot him, dude. He, did you? What was the name of that movie he did? Hollywood Shuffle. He. I honestly like Tommy. Tommy Davidson. You know, you know, uh, he's an unsung hero. Like anybody that was watching, I would say, late eighties, early nineties, he was in a lot of fucking shit. Well, he was one of the in living, lot of, he was, you know, in living color, in color strictly right. business. He was in um, up, uh, honestly, up until like the late nineteen nineties, he was in a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, and I really liked him. He did a movie a hit called Hollywood Shuffle, though that was a pretty crazy movie. But yeah, he was in that, and yeah, he was in Ace Ventura too. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he is a funny fucking guy. And I, I, I thought he was in, um, in Living Color. I thought that was him. So, yeah, that, that's another one. But, uh, Phil Hartman in this movie turns out to, uh, ends up being the politician that sees a opportunity during an election year to, uh, cash in on basically, you know, trying to, you know, cut down on the lyrics and rap, basically playing that, like, you know, Anthony said earlier, that Al Gore, Tipper Gore role, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, the ex- explicit lyrics and everything, which, yeah. I mean, today people still Honestly, do Honestly, uh, you, are you familiar with the uh, See Dolores Tucker uh, box, man? No. No. Well, basically, she, um, around this time, might have been a year or two later, but she... Uh, was one of those, she was one of those people. Uh, I think she personally was in the back pocket of like these politicians, but she like p- uh, put out this one woman single grade against like rap to shut it down. Tupac, hmm. uh, fucking Snoop, you know these they're coming out there calling our women bitches and hoes and sluts, and we're not going to stand for it and all this type of shit. It was just that's why I think they were kind of trying to model like Phil Hartman character actor. Maybe. Maybe, but I mean, it just yeah. You, I mean, you could just kind of tell. Right, <laughs> it, it was a glorified goof. Probably was, um, but yeah, they're 
Oh man, it's I'm trying to figure out which uh which great I mean this movie just was funny from top to bottom. Uh let's see. We should get into the songs. I mean we we did uh straight out a little cash. Yeah. What did you think of uh Sweat of My Balls? Oh, Sweat of My Balls was a good one. I like that one. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and give a little Is a good song. <clears throat> How can you not like a song called Sweat from My Balls? I mean, really. Now, Box, you know, this was a funny move. You seriously, but do you think they kind of missed the boat by not putting out a real album from these guys? Like, as a parody album, I think they could have sold some records. Yeah, they probably could have. I, I don't think that was the time to do it. I think nowadays they would they wouldn't miss a chance to make them a penny. But let's see, ninety three. This was probably not really the. But yeah, they probably could have made a killing with a full album. Because I mean, like, if you think if you think about what they were going, I mean, obviously, like I said, we've already established it's a gag. But let's be honest, they they didn't sound that bad for what they were going for. No, no. But I mean, obviously, it wasn't really. I don't think it was them rapping either. So I don't think so. But. I don't know. I do not know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I don't think so, though. Uh, another funny scene in this movie is where the uh, the hip hop groupie Sissy, by played by Candy Alexander, is doing a a sex scene with Chris Rock, but it keeps flipping back and forth between Chris Rock and Alan Payne, and <laughs> showing. One is a real ladies' man, and one is kind of a lady. <laughs> you know what scene I'm talking about, Anthony? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, this scene is funny as hell. You know, it's got, uh, you know, Alan Payne is basically, you know, kissing her up and down. He's giving the camera sexy looks and... Chris Rock basically is awkwardly kissing her. Um, Candy Alexander is rubbing Alan Payne's chest real sexy and in one scene. Then it flips over to Chris Rock and literally she'll touch him and he'll twitch and laugh being tickled. And then there's the titty scene where Chris Rock starts drooling over the titty. <laughs> Just water coming out of his mouth. And, yes. Uh, Rumor has it that was actually a real scene. 
It wasn't it wasn't much uh, acting required. Uh, they just put the camera on. That's about all they would have to do. I, I don't think that was her. They never showed her face. But uh, there's even one part in this scene where the where they're on the outside of the hotel and. Uh, Chris Rock turns into a rag doll while Candy Alexander is like Amazon fucking him <laughs> against the wall. Um, eventually, they do go, and you know this is this is basically a N- NWA part where they were told if they do sweat on my balls, they're going to go to jail. And the first thing they first song they do is sweat on my balls. So you know that's basically a little NWA ripoff of you know the fuck the police song. Yeah, they were. I actually think it was a story back in the day that they actually got arrested at a concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did for like obscenity charges. Like they basically said you, I, they got a warning before they went on stage if you sing "fuck the police," if you sing, <coughs> oh, excuse me, X Y Z, you'll get arrested. And the cops, sure enough, <laughs> rushed the stage and arrested them. It was a full fledged riot. Uh huh. And they absolutely one hundred percent did the song. It was basically the same damn way. So, you know, it was very fucking weird, though. Did um, Now, Gusto breaks out of prison, like we had said before, in order to get these guys, and actually makes Chris Rock commit a robbery, takes his mask off and everything. And, you know, at one point they're, you know, telling everybody, you know, take your clothes off, and then one fat dude starts taking his clothes. Like, you put them back on, man. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Fucking Charlie Murphy, man, his voice is so badass. It's just hilarious. But, um, you know, I mean, we're basically damn near the end of this movie already. You know, I'm kind of trying to go scene by scene, but not, you know, mess it up. But obviously Chris Rock starts seeing the light. They're doing the wrong thing. And, uh, you know... What's his name? Alan Payne goes out and cuts a solo album. Uh, we, we we need to, we need to get to that song, don't we? Let's see if I can find that yes. song. I'm black, y'all. Yeah, I'm black, y'all. I'm black. <laughs> Where can I find that song? That must be right. Hold on, give me a minute here. I'm looking. I'm looking. Well, you're looking it up. We should point out that Chris Rock did actually have a steady girlfriend in this movie. Rachel True. That's right. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Thor, armed robbery? What? Let me Hold tell on you here. This hasn't stopped the rest. All right, here we go. It's coming. Just a few seconds more. And... Because even though you heard it, 
the vi- you have to see that's a very visual scene. Oh, he gets like a you have to just suspect Alan Payne's facial expressions. You have to see that. You have to see that visually, please. Oh, he look it up on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Google it. It, it. It's somewhere online. It's hilarious. He gets like a like like a Mr. T look in his eyes and turns his head to the side, and it is funny. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the other guy, uh, uh, stab master arson. Has a song, of course, but but his is good. He's just got a bunch of big booty bitches shaking their ass. I like this. (laughs) That was some fushnickens right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we get the pookie scene being recreated right here. Crack pipe, facial expressions, everything. Everything we get, the, the pookie recreation of the scene. Thank you, Chris Rock. Yes. Thank you for being you, Chris Rock. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And man, I don't know, man. I guess like <laughs> the sidetrack for a minute, but we do it all the time anyway, so I'm sure people won't mind. Obviously, New Jack City was a serious movie. It wasn't played for laughs. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when people think of New Jack City, that's probably the, one of the most iconic scenes from the movie. It'd be calling me, man. It'd be calling me. <laughs> and when he has, like, the nervous breakdown, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> when he kind of relapses. Yeah, he... Do you think they were... I mean, do you think, do you think like, when they made that scene, did they think... Did you think at the time they thought it would kind of, like, take on a life of its own? Because obviously it, it became more of a comedy mm-hmm. <laughs> than it was supposed to be. If you really stop and think yeah, about it, no, I don't. It wasn't yeah. meant to be funny, but it came across that way. Yeah, you think that's what they were going for, or they just it just happened along the I way? Just, I think it just happened. I think Chris Rock was just so good in that part that it just sort of took the movie over. They just didn't have a choice. But uh, yeah, I mean the movie is not funny at all. There's a couple of funny parts, but uh, no, it's not meant to be funny. It's I mean, it's a pretty sad story. A lot of people get killed in that movie, so yeah, not very funny. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I did. It did break my heart to see Chris Rock and you know took out the way he did. That was. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Chris Rock got taken out in that movie, and um, I don't know. I mean, you know, basically. Uh, they end up setting up Gusto at the end, and we already talked about the end scene. Chris Rock dresses up to get him, and uh, that's pretty much it. So why don't we do this? You want to go ahead and take a break real quick? Yeah, we'll take then we'll switch over to Skype yeah. and see if we can get a couple calls. On. Quick five-minute break. We'll jump back on Skype. Thank everyone for being patient there. So, yeah, give us a couple minutes here. Let me... Close the mics down here, and I we will uh, we will be back in just a couple of minutes. CB four. That's right, that's right. Talking more CB four, um, and once again. Oh, there we go. There's Bobby calling in. Once again, 469-206-4466. So, there we go. Bobby, we got you this time, right? Nice. Bobby, what's going on, man? I'm chilling, enjoying enjoying tonight's topic. (laughs) Yes, Uh, as long as I remember to hit record, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> it, it's much it's much smaller on the new Mixler. So yeah. I'll have to I'll have to remember to keep the secondary going at all times from now on. So anyway, I know you didn't call in to talk about Mixler problems, Bobby. What's up, man? <laughs> what you got for us? Uh, just a little bit. I, I wish I could have called in earlier because you know my short term memory is 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 uh, horrible. So <laughs> I already forgot the points that I wanted to make. But uh, the one uh, one thing is that was not Chris Rock and Alan Payne performing their own vocals. That was actually uh, some guys that I'm not sure if you guys ever heard of. There's a, a West Coast MC named High C. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to. Uh, he used to be with uh, DJ Quick and those guys from Compton. Okay, I and, I, I remember yeah, DJ that was, Quick actually. Okay, yeah. So if you ever if you ever listen to DJ Quick's first album or maybe even his second one, you'll hear High C on there. Mm-hmm. And he actually also appeared in a battle scene on uh, Mal- Malibu's Most Wanted. If you've ever seen that movie with uh, oh Jamie oh yeah yeah yeah, that was High C who battled uh, B Rad in that movie. Um. And the guy who performed the vocals for uh, Dead Mike was Daddy O from an old school group called Stepsasonic. Ah, well, yeah, that definitely wasn't Alan Payne's voice. I mean, <laughs> right. yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. No way that was Alan Payne's yeah. voice. I will say, Hassie did a hell of a Chris Rock impression. Because if you really listen to it, it sounds like Chris Rock rapping. Yeah, it that really one's do. pretty good. Funny thing is, though, that's exactly how High C sounds anyway. I'm thinking that's why he was um, chosen for that part, because that's that's his actual voice. Wow. <laughs> he, he, if High C's still around, he need, he can uh, make a hell of a killing as a Chris Rock impersonator then. Need to keep that act going. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he is still around. He actually does. He actually still does some work. I don't know the last thing he did, but I know that I hear his voice every so often on certain things, and his voice is so distinct, you, you know that it's him, that high voice. <laughs> huh. Yeah. yeah. So, nice. so uh, Bobby, what did you think of uh, CB4 le- legacy-wise? Is it something you still watch from now, every uh, now and then? Uh, I just rewatched it, actually, probably a few months ago, and <laughs> to be honest, when it came out, I thought it was stupid, like really, really stupid. And I still think it's stupid, uh-huh. but it's funny as hell. It's extremely entertaining, especially since, um, you know, with the background that, that I have, you know, the world that that I came from, this, you know, I came I'm from a music background, doing exactly what they were doing, basically. Mm-hmm. So it was very, very entertaining. Um, it, it it wasn't meant to be a serious movie base. It was meant to be a stupid, funny movie, a parody. I mean, it even says in the beginning it's a rapumentary. Yes. I mean, come on. Yeah. Even the word rapumentary is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Now, Bobby, I'm actually glad yeah. we have you on the line because uh, i got a couple questions for you. Uh, coming from your background in music, now, obviously, this was a comedy, and everything was done for a gag, but how accurate was uh, some of the behind-the-scenes deal? How accurate was uh, CB4 in terms of, like, some of the things that happened in the music industry? <laughs> um, on certain levels, you know, like, I didn't I didn't get to a huge, huge level, so I want to make that clear. Like, I'm not, I'm not calling here trying to act like I was some type of star or anything like that. I never made it to that level, but... 
on a smaller level, on the scale that they were working working on, you know, going to the club and all of that. It's like that, you know. A lot of the, a lot of the, uh, like you come around a big fish in a small pond, and they'll think that they're lobsters, and that's how they act, you know. So a lot of that was accurate. Um, as far as rappers who are starting out trying to figure out their gimmick and just going through all kinds of different gimmicks, that definitely happens. <laughs> I've seen that. There's some famous groups who did that. Onyx, you guys know Onyx. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. Yeah, Onyx did that before um, before Sticky Fingers was actually part of the group. The other guys, they did more of like, uh, I don't even really know how to describe it, sort of jazzy, more upbeat, you know. Happy rap, violent. as Mac would call it. Happy, happy rap. Basically happy rap, yeah. And then Sticky Fingers came around and he said, no, nah, this is not where the money is. And he, he gave them that hardcore grimy image that, that they're known for. And it took so, off very good for him. Yeah, they were definitely convincing. <laughs> yeah, Judgment Night. <laughs> Hell yeah. Right. yeah that, and then Fredro Star ruined it when he started fucking playing on Moesha. <laughs> he destroyed yeah. it all. <laughs> I, I mean, look. I mean, look. I mean, look. I'm, and, and look, I like Brandy as much as anybody, but to go from Onyx to fucking Moesha's love interest, <laughs> he killed the gimmick. He killed the gimmick dead. He killed the gimmick, but it was about the money. He went where the money was. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> hey, man. Well, it's it's like like Stone Cold Steve Austin said. You got to pay them gimmicks. Keep coming to the mail. Call bills. Damn it! <laughs> what bills? What bills? All right. <laughs> the mailman keeps bringing them. <laughs> got to keep paying them. <laughs> Dumb motherfucker just won't leave me alone. He keeps bringing the goddamn bills. Hey, I, you know, man, I'm not gonna shit on Fredro Star too much because I did like Sunset Park. I don't know if you ever saw that box or uh, Bobby. I haven't. I haven't seen that one. You have to see that movie. I'm familiar with it. Yeah, box. You, I think you might like it. Uh, Rhea Pearl. This is a, it's actually kind of similar to the uh, role that uh Chris Elliott plays, except fucking uh. <laughs> Rhea Perlman actually doesn't act as white as fucking uh, Chris uh, Elliott did. But she's basically like the fish out of water. She's teaching the basketball team that uh, don't think they could go anywhere, blah, 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 from the hood. They don't you know, think they could be nothing. She believes in them. She helps them win the championship, that type of deal. This sounds a lot like the female version of a movie called Hoosiers. Basically. Okay. I'm like, this story sounds familiar. It also, I think, was a movie called uh, Teen Wolf, too, I believe. Um, <laughs> Another movie, uh, Blue Chips. Blue Chips. Remember that one? Yeah, I, Shaquille O'Neal was in that. Nick Nolte. Um, Jesus, Larry Bird yeah. had a cameo in that movie. Larry fucking I gotta Bird. Say, I gotta say, before that ill-fated uh, mugshot, Nick Nolte was a hell of an actor in his day. <laughs> he really was. I still like Nick Nolte, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck the mugshot, dude. I mean, I don't. I'm not even holding that against him. It was just fucking gnarly, man. <laughs> he was drunk. <laughs> the cops give zero fucks when they pull you. When you, when you get that mugshot, boy, they don't give a fuck what you look yeah, like. Yeah, and if you've been fighting with the cops and shit, they don't give a fuck. They want you looking as bad as you can, especially when you're. I guarantee, when you're a big time actor, they just want you looking horrible. Yeah. They don't want these fucking 
glamour shot mug shots coming out of these fucking people. You saw what happened when that one dude got a fucking gl- his his glamour mug shot. That one dude with the fucking green eyes. <laughs> and then he smiled, and people were like, oh, "What happened?" Okay. <laughs> anyway, one more shot for everybody. One more shot. One more shot. I'm trying to think. Um. Now, uh. Bobby, I mean, you said you never made. I, you know, I, you know, I think you're being humble with us right now. I'm sure you made it to a very respectable level in your industry, so I'm going to give you that much respect. The groupies, the the, the, the uh, rat scene, so to speak. How was it? And how is it in the music industry in comparison to how it was portrayed in uh, CB4? Pretty accurate. Uh, the groupies are completely shameless in real life. I have seen it. I have not. I have not reached the level where I was well. I've never. I've not reached the level where I, where I was able to partake as much. <laughs> it wasn't as easy as I would have liked to have been for me. But I have seen how shameless they can be. So you always hear stories and, about groupies. They'll sleep with anybody to get to the uh, the uh, main event, so to speak. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sir. They Security guards, doormen. It don't matter who you are. Yeah, and th- and that's a big re- part of the reason why so many rappers, especially back in that era, were making so many songs disrespecting women because that was the women that they saw constantly, every single day. Women are just throwing it at them, you know? So, yeah, that's what you're going to write about. You're going to write about what you see. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Not much you can do about that. That's pretty much how it works for everybody. Yeah. Yep. Unless you're buying songs, then you're writing what you pay for, or not writing what you pay for. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe I should do another shot. What do you think, guys? Um... <laughs> yeah, but it, it's funny because, it's, and I, you know, I did want to bring this up, and I'm glad you guys, uh, especially Bobby's on right now. That's one of the things I always respected about Chris Rock, even though, like, obviously he's a comedian, he laces everything with humor. But if you really stop and listen and pay attention to what he's doing, he's actually teaching you something at the same fucking time. Everything he does, I don't care what it is, there's always like that message in between the jokes. We always bring yeah, that very... message up. <laughs> no, for real, like, I'm, I'm saying if you everything he's done is always like those subtle little messages. I just wonder how he, many people he, he actually know people what that's humor. from. I don't know. I wonder. I know what it's from, but. Uh, it's from Don't Be a Menace, but yes. to South... Keenan yeah. Ivory Wayne. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know how many of you oh, do, but... Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Hollywood Shuffle earlier. Yes. Sorry, Hollywood Shuffle. Yes. Yeah, that was a uh, Robert Townsend and Keenan yeah. Ivory Wayne's movie. Yeah, but yeah. wasn't he... He funded it on his credit card, by the way. Wasn't Tommy Davidson in that movie, though? I think I think he might have been in it. There were a lot of people in it. Damon Wayans was yep. in it. A lot of people... A lot of people had small parts, but for the most for the uh, most part, that was uh, Robert. It was Robert Townsend's movie. Robert Townsend's he, uh, movie, right? Wrote it, yeah, and um, yeah, it's mostly him and Keenan Ivory Wayne. Yeah, but I, I see. I see. For some reason, I remember Tommy Davidson in that movie, and for I don't know, maybe it was one of the parts he had that. But I, I mean, that was a crazy little movie. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah. I have it. Yeah, it's it's in my collection. I just haven't uh, turned it on. Yeah. In a, Good oh, yeah. long time. 
That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Oh, that's 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 a classic. I probably need to catch up on it. Yeah, a lot of people in that movie. You had a uh, Robert Townsend. You had a uh, the gorgeous uh, Anne Marie Johnson. Uh, John uh, Witherspoon, another underrated oh, guy. Wow. I love I love John Witherspoon, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he started off as a serious actor, if you could believe that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could believe it, because you can kind of tell. He kind of gives that vibe. Yeah. Let's see here. Who was it? Dom Herrera. Uncredited. Oh, excuse me. I just fucking yawned to the microphone. Excuse me for that. Helen Martin, yeah. She was in everything for a period of time, it feel like. Tommy Davidson wasn't in that. I guess maybe I confused... Oh man, yeah. now I fit. Now, now I gotta feel bad for confusing people. All right, go ahead and say it. <laughs> go ahead. We don't all look alike. No, life, you man. don't. But God damn it, have you ever <laughs> seen fucking Tommy Tommy Davidson and Robert Townsend? You could easily mix them up with, and, with, <laughs> no, without yeah. the mustache. Oh, no, they, they look nothing. Oh like no, them. without the mustache, <laughs> it's the know. same guy. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> let's see let's see who's in this let's play who's in Hollywood show oh Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend uh he Wayne's Kim Wayne's another Wayne damn this is almost like a mini it's Wayne's a Wayne's, Wayne's a Wayne's joint if you will they always they always look they, out for each other. they do stick out for uh stick uh stick up for each other and always look out for each other and you can't blame them you really can't yeah, Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney's down in there. Uh, Bobby McGee. I don't know if that's the Bobby McGee from Janis Joplin's song. Uh, oh, the great Michael Collier. Oh. I don't know if you're familiar with him, Bob. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Michael, yeah, I do know Michael Collier. I've seen him before. Damon Wayans, you already said. John Witherspoon, you said. Rusty Condiff. I don't know if you know him, Box. I know who he is. I wanted to bring him up since we were talking about CB4. Uh, are you familiar with the movie called Fear of a Black Hat? I'm. Uh, yeah, uh, that was in that movie. Huh? I'm not. Michael Rappaport yeah. was in that, wasn't he? Uh, was he? I don't remember if he was in that, but that was a Rusty Condiff movie, and the guy. Uh, the black guy from Revenge of the Nerds. I can't remember his name. Un- but he was... A- well, his name in the movie was... Oh, fuck. I forgot. You're going to make me look that one up, because that one will kill me. I just pulled up uh, Fear of a Black Hat. Yeah, I remember this movie. Yeah. yeah, Fear of a Black Hat. It came out around the same time. I can't remember exactly when, but it was roughly around the same time as CB4, or they were being made at the same time. And I think uh, they were both, like, they were kind of under pressure because the movies were so similar. Mm-hmm. Lamar, Lamar. So, yeah. Larry B. Scott, yeah. Lamar. That's who it was. Yeah. 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 Fear of a Black Hat. You should check that movie out. It's so, it's very similar to CB4. Love to check that out. Let me see Fear. Yeah, it's very good. Type it in here in the old, what do you call this thing, IMDB. Wow, it won't even pull up. That's not good. Fear of a Black Hat. There it is. It's the same year. <laughs> and, I, and I love the name, NWH. Niggas with hats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have, oh, just by the cover, I have to watch this movie is all I'm saying. 
Yeah, that's what made me see it back in the day, <laughs> Oh, just it, it, it the appe- cover. It, it appealed to an impressionable young man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on now. They knew what they was doing when they made that poster. Oh, yeah. You didn't even you didn't have to know I didn't have to know a script. I didn't know who I didn't know nobody in the movie at the time. I just saw that poster and said, Yeah, I gotta see this movie. These are D's and that these are D's in this movie too. Yes, he is. Yeah, I wanted to mention that too. Yeah, and the in fear of a black hat, he's in that movie too. Yeah. All right. All right. I know a few people in this movie. Cassie, Cassie Lemons, I know who she is. Candyman. She was in Candyman. If you've never seen Candyman, holy fuck! And Bob, oh, just yeah. to give you, just to give you a, a perspective of what you're in for when you see this movie, they make a lot of reference. They make a lot of characters based on uh, real people. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you have uh, Jake Springleton. He's like a hodgepodge <laughs> of uh, John Singleton and Spike Lee. Right. Yeah. You have MC Slammer. You can kind of guess who he's a parody of. Mm-hmm. Vanilla Ice, right? Yep, you have uh, Parsley, <laughs> Sage, Rosemary, and Tom, right. Salt and Pepper, oh, yeah. Vanilla Sherbert, Vanilla Sherbert, I'm sorry, Vanilla Sherbert, don't be, yeah, y'all making me want to look this up again, oh, that oh is god, you funny. have uh, the Jam Boys, Fat Boys, I'm looking at it right here, Tasty Cake, Ice Cold, Basically, very like basically, obviously, anybody that came up in like late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, a lot of people had ice in their name, so they make fun of the fact that everybody's an ice tray, an ice box, ice coffee, ice bird. Yeah, I see that. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. Yeah, there's some pretty fucking crazy names in this movie. I'll I'll check it out. Another one I'll add to my yeah. list: Fear of a Black Hat. I'll leave that page up there. Let me see. I'll get that songs. One. Booty Jew. Yeah. How can you not listen to a? How can you not want to watch a movie that has songs as timeless as Booty Juice? Come and pet the pussy. Pet the pussy. Booty Juice. Fuck the security guards. Booty Juice. That's a song. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna make me YouTube that motherfucker. Booty Juice. Come and pet the pussy. Fuck the security guards. Oh, please hold on. A gangster's life ain't fun. Gorillas in the mist. Grab your stuff. I, honestly, I think this is a remix uh, to uh, Donald Trump's uh, little uh, campaign Let's slogan. Booty juice. <laughs> That's from Fear of a Black Hat. Granny said, "Kick your ass." <laughs> <laughs> Ice froggy frog. I'm yeah. just a human. Kill Whitey. My peanuts. Okay, Fear of a Black Hat. Booty juice. Oh, I got a thirty-seven second clip here. What do what should we do? Yeah, I think we should do that one. Let's see if there's an ad. Give me a second here. You might actually have to do this movie at some oh, point. No ad. So let me unmute and play. What's the sauce? And ask, of course, the kind that spreads out extra wide. The kind that's nice when you come inside. It's fresh and ain't all asteroids, but I always rise when I tap the thighs. Because I like them big, I like them breezy, I like them round, and I like them easy. I like it when the girls step on the floor, shaking them boots just like a hoe. <laughs> I like it when it shakes in the pants so loose, but I love it when it's dripping. That booty juice, that booty juice. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got to watch that. 
Yes, you have to. Yeah, that's my kind of movie. They have a song called <laughs> My Peanuts. Yeah. Yep. And if you really want to laugh, they actually have some albums. Would you? Are you uh, curious about what some of these names are? Why, of course the, I uh, am. Puss Y. Of course I'm curious as to what they could be. Uh, Straight Out of the Butt, mm. which was a parody of Straight Out of Compton. Obviously. Kill Whitey. Oh. Garden Hose. Ho, Ho, Hose, a Christmas album. Oh. <laughs> Gorillas in the Mist, which is a parody of uh, the Lynch Mob's uh, Gorillas in the Mist. You probably wouldn't know about that, Box. I've heard it before, though. Don't worry. Uh, Flair of a Black Hat, which was a parody of uh, Public Enemy's uh, Fair of a Black Planet. Uh-huh. And uh, the Black and the black in the hat comes back. <laughs> nice. See, now Public Enemy I like I've actually I actually saw Public Enemy in concert. Nice. They nice. opened for U2 on their Zuropa tour. So, I saw them. Public Enemy always I, I like them. They're another one that had damn good words in their songs that you could actually listen to. Yes. Yeah, Chuck D always had a message, and they put on a hell of a performance on stage. Yep. KRS-One was another one that uh, had words. I actually heard KRS-One do a lecture at Florida Atlantic University. Good shit. Oh, man, that's something I've never done. Guy was, guy's <laughs> smart guy, man. Real smart guy, very intelligent. It was real nice to sit there and listen to him. I don't remember much of what he said. It was a long time ago, but <laughs> goddamn, it was nice to listen to him. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that, that speaks volumes to like the impression. You, you don't have to remember the words, but the fact that you remember actually sitting down hearing them mm-hmm. and oh, I was it stuck with you. Yeah, I mean, I uh, yeah, and he was sitting there like one of the regular pe- just meeting people afterwards, saying hi, shaking hands, and signing autographs. Like no big deal, you know. Yeah. Any question he was answering, it was just I don't know. He was just he was just another guy that was just there to talk to people. It was really nice. It was cool. It was cool. I still don't know how I ended up at the college, but man, I don't know. <laughs> I was so. Let me guess. Like, were you college age at the time, box? Uh, maybe. Oh wow! When was this? Because you could have been taking classes, or you know, hey baby, you know, oh, I'm into this I stuff never, too. I'm a social. I'm a sociology major. <laughs> dude, I was in a put it. I, college classes i was in a class in high school called dropout prevention <laughs> i had what i like to call dgf it was oh dropout prevention i had okay, so i had give up on your graduating class? yeah i i had don't give a fuck disease of course i just didn't i never oh gave God, it dude hilarious <laughs> pretty much how i am now like is how i was in school i mean i would drink half the day I would go to my car smoke go back to class I would take acid go to class chew mushrooms go to class I, I mean it has to be I mean I don't know maybe you don't remember but there has to be a story you just dropping some acid and just flipping out in class it has nope. to be one of those stories out nope there. I was I, How you drop acid and not have a moment because that's why I could do that I could handle it Dude, I I literally could take acid and like go see my friends at the bar, who none of them were tripping, and just drink all night and not tell them till the next day. I could just handle it. 
I can have my own little fun in my own head, and no one needs to know. No one needs to know. As long as I'm feeling good, you don't need to know. Plus, if I say anything, you're going to think I'm a crazy person anyway. That's so, I don't know. I mean, there were plenty of times where I've said things that were a little off crazy. and But, you know, I do that completely sober. So, yeah, people never really know. They never know. I've always had them shook up. <laughs> you know, people never really know sometimes if I'm joking or if I'm not. So, sometimes I get a laugh when I'm being serious. That's also a problem I have. Yeah, yeah. I've been mad at people, and they start laughing, and I'm like, "No, motherfucker, I'm really pissed." You gotta. That's the, at that point. That's when you gotta break up that Bruce Lee. Ah, uh, start flexing. I hate hitting people. It hurts. <laughs> Nobody wins a fight, my son. Nobody. Both people get hurt. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, no. If if, if, if your ass winds up on the ground, I would say <laughs> you got hurt in the fight. <laughs> I would say you're the loser. Uh, the man that walks away is the winner. <laughs> yes, but both of your souls has been impacted and hurt. That is my meaning. I never like to fight, especially now that I got kids and shit. I would hate to have to explain to my kids that he got into a fist fight. I am my eight year old would like be like, Whoa, what happened? Did anyone get video? <laughs> but you know, I'm the same way since I had kids. Yeah, you really it's just you know, I'll 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 say this and you know, I, I guess, you know, you'll understand, you know, Bobby being a dad, your priorities definitely change. Your oh, yeah. your personality changes when you got kids. You yeah. really, yeah. it should. If it doesn't, then yeah. maybe you you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't change, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, there's you know? you you might have some blackness in your heart that you might want to have checked out. Uh, if if yeah. it, if you don't, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely. I mean, you just don't want to. You don't want to look like a wimp in front of your kids, but you also don't want to look like you're losing your temper in front of your kids. It's a very hard line to 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 toe. Right, right. But uh my kids have seen me lose my shit on the road. I I I accidentally this was just yesterday. Some lady cut me off and I saw it was a lady and I just not even thinking, my three year old's in the back seat, and I said, You fucking cunt. And what do I hear out of the back seat? Fucking <laughs> cut. And I'm like, oh shit. Oh no, what did I just do? And I'm like, Dylan, you can never, ever, 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 ever say that again. <laughs> oh, all you gotta do is blame. Oh, you gotta just blame it on a school. Blame it on a friend. He doesn't go to school yet. I'm watching him every day right now. I'm working from home. Oh shit, you're fucked. Up. Yeah, I can't blame it on anyone but me. And you know, my fiance, you know, she's heard me scream that word in the car with the windows up before. She's heard me scream much worse with the windows up before. But um, oh, you learned it from the kids. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, you just don't think sometimes, but uh, you know, I mean, there's nothing you can do. My, uh, it slips. Everything slips. Hey, I heard my eight-year-old look at my. 
my three-year-old about three, four months ago and said, fuck you. Oh, the fit hit the shan that day, my friend. Ooh, wow. Yes, yeah. Oh, he had no games for a month. <laughs> oh, he games, fuck games. I remember ass whoopings, man. Look, I remember getting my ass slid up and mm-hmm. giving my grandma a thumbs up. Yep. <laughs> Back in the day, first grade, they teach these kids how to <laughs> dial nine one one. Trust me, dude. You can't do that shit no more. First grade, these kids know how to dial nine one one. Yeah. My son came home first grade talking about bullying and all this stuff, and he's like, "You're bullying me right now." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking? I'm I'm parenting, son of a damn it!" <laughs> right. You don't even know the difference yet. See, that's judging. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's just mean. You're damn right it is. <laughs> okay. I mean, all, I mean, all jokes aside, that's what some of these kids need, man. And look, you know, I exaggerate. I joke. You know, yeah, everybody got popped as a kid growing up, and you know what? It kept you in line. That's what kids need. I know, and yeah. I don't. You know, yeah. you know, sometimes you need a good pop on the ass. Yeah, you gotta build a healthy level of fear. You know. Well, yeah. that because they don't respect you, they're not gonna respect people on the outside, and that's where shit can get serious. Well, yeah, I mean, fear, fear, and respect are two completely different things, but they're both important. Respect. Definitely more, but at a certain point, they have to have that fear to know that, okay, I got to stay in line. I, I can't skip school or my daddy will fucking kill me. Yeah, you know? see, it goes back to Bronx Tale where C as Sonny, would you rather be feared or respected? You know what I mean? And that's a tough question to ask anybody. And a parent especially because you got to be both. And yeah, You can't be your parents. I mean, you can't be your kid's friend. I know that much. You can be, but there has to be a time when you split that and you be a parent. Look, there's times to do everything. Yeah, the line has to be clear. Yeah, the yeah, line has to be- yeah. There's times for being the, you know, the friend. God damn it, we sound like a fucking golden girl. Thank you for being a friend. Uh- <laughs> hey, that shows the shit. I don't care what everybody say. Fuck you. Up, y'all. You know, the, there's Hell definitely times you need to be that kid's friend, but there's also times you need to be that kid's dad. And unfortunately, you're not always going to know that, that which one to be. But uh, hopefully they let you know. But of course, they don't do that either. So basically, you're just fucked either way, to be honest with you. You just got to hope yeah. and pray that they don't hate you when they're teenagers, I think. But, uh, <laughs> so, I, so I'm not a parent, so I'm going to defer to the two fathers here. I mean, what do you do in a situation where, you know, like, uh, I guess, like, you get a call from school. Johnny's, you know, Johnny's acting up. Cecilia, she's acting up or whatever. You need to be a parent. And, all. and then it's like when you go and try to discipline your kids, oh, you can't do this, this, and that. How do you handle those situations? Like, they want you to parent, but they don't want you to parent. First of all, I never, almost never take the school's advice because usually it's, it's, it's usually too nice. Talk to the kids and yeah. Yeah, it's it's too nice. You need to, I mean, it all depends. Look, I know my son is ADHD, so I do give him some leeway here and there. So, you know, but. You know, it's it's tough for me, but 
a lot of times I'll everything this is another thing it goes back to everything is a situation everything is different everything has circumstances why this happened that happened this happened so you know the only thing you can do is try to find it all out and then try to do something but I don't know, man. The, the when teacher, you don't understand what teachers have called us for. I can imagine. He he was um. Let's see. He didn't nap. He's a fucking kid. What do you expect? Okay. Was he the only one not napping? Oh no 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 not at all. But uh, he didn't nap and he woke up another kid. Okay. Okay. What else? Nothing. I just really think you need to talk to him about this. Okay. Okay. That's that. That's fine. I'll do that. And you know, that's the one time you do take their advice. And usually, I'll just look at him and go, "Hey, um, Logan, quit waking up other kids at nap time." Okay. All right, I will. All right, cool. You want to go get some McDonald's, man? Okay, let's go. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm cracking up right now because I'm just trying to picture you two guys at like those uh, parent-teacher conferences. Do they even still do mm-hmm. those? Do you just ever find yourself sometimes just wanting to smack the shit out of the teacher for some of the shit they say? Mm-hmm. Actually, but you can't because your kid is sitting right there. And you got to set an example. Yeah. Well, I've been lucky. My 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 kids had some very willing to work with him teachers. Again, we he's ADHD and it was late in first grade when we got him on medication. So there was a couple of years of toughness there, but he's great now. I mean, he's doing good, but I don't know how Bobby handles situations. I mean, he could be complete. Every, every parent's going to handle shit different, dude. Yeah. So it's, it's tough for me because my kid's mom and I, we kind of like, we get along for the most part, but there are a lot of things that we're off on. Like, I guess, uh, she grew up being afraid of her father. So me disciplining my kids was a little tough because, you know, me being a big guy anyway, I raise my voice. She gets scared. She takes the kids out of the house because I'm yelling at them like she's protecting them from me. Uh, this was more so when they were little. You know, they're they're all teenagers now. But if you don't discipline your kids at an early age, it gets out of control. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, but then you don't want to go too far. It's it's really tough, man. I I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. No, I'm, I'm learning. No, and any parent that says they know what they're doing is a fucking liar. Right. I don't care if you right. got 15 kids. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. It's impossible. Yeah. It's 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 a fucking guessing game. Every little yep. thing is different. They could do the same yep. fucking thing the next day, but they did it for a different reason. For different reason. Oh. Yeah. And their brains, their brains are still developing, so they're changing. They're becoming a different person daily. Yeah, you know? and I mean, my eight-year-old, I would say six, seven out of ten answers are, I don't know. <laughs> and, and you know what? He doesn't. He doesn't know. He doesn't understand why he did this and why he did that, which is why we try to get him to try to, you know, okay, so what happened before this, that, try to figure out why he did it and try to explain to him why, but he has no clue why he did it half the time. It's tough to listen to that answer and accept it, but damn it, 
He's yeah. right. He doesn't know sometimes, and sometimes you have to accept it. But fuck this parenting shit, dude. It's it it's it's fun as hell, and it's and it's tough at the same time. So seems like it goes in cycles. Like you know, when they're coming up, I would say from about the age of maybe what, say maybe one to twelve, one to thirteen. Your child, you know, you're your child's hero. They look up to you. They want to be around you all the time. Then they go through that, you know, I would say that five, six year period where fuck you. <laughs> they don't want to be bothered. They got their friends. They got their own life going. Yeah, I'm not there and yet. Like, then, like around like the mid twenties is when they start to come back around. Well, Bobby might know that one more. He's got some older kids. I'm mine's eight and three, so I haven't got to the uh, I hate you stage yet. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm dealing with teenagers. My my daughter hates my daughter would love it if I would just die right now. Oh, they didn't know. You know, the kids say that kind of stuff, but they don't mean it. Yeah. Well, right now that's where No, it is, you did trust me. I I know that it'll change. I know that it'll I'm change. sure he feels like she means it. But you know, it's it, I don't know. I know what I was like at that age. So and you got girls, Bob, so I can only imagine. No, uh, yeah, you Bobby's got girls. <laughs> Bobby's got girls. He's... Yeah. Bobby at the door waiting for Bobby's him. got what? a whole different set of troubles, and they're called dudes. <laughs> they're everywhere. I can see Bobby as that scene in uh, Bad Boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when uh what's his name when martin enters the door and then and will smith comes up all drunk acting and shit <laughs> that's a fucking good scene that 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 that's funny as shit i don't know if you knew which bad boys i was talking about bad boys oh i'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up box you, you know okay we, we missed a no 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 made me think of something you know while we're still live we we missed a couple episodes but i definitely wanted to send a rest in peace shout out to uh tommy ford tommy uh Nickel Four, because oh, yeah. we didn't get a chance to really mention that on the show. Yeah, and you know that, that that I mean, 2016. It's been a fucked up year. I don't know if you watched Martin back in the day, man. Uh, mm-hmm. But that that was a blow for me personally, man. That was well, shit. I'm still I'm still crying over it that. It was one. two weeks after we did that. We Harlem Nights. Yeah. yeah, we did Harlem Nights. Night, so it was like holy fuck. We were just talking about this guy being underrated and blah blah blah. And then you know, damn it, look what happens. But you know, and he, he literally just went in. For, I think he went in for like knee surgery, and it got fucked up somehow. He got an aneurysm. I, I didn't even want to read, dude. But you know, from bad to good, uh, a show we just did a couple of weeks ago. David Chappelle next week hosting Saturday Night Live for the first uh, time. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. That could be interesting. I will have to record Saturday Night Live for the first time in a long time just to see oh. David Chappelle. Okay, okay. Uh, over under, will he get the uh, Martin Lawrence treatment where he does one appearance and then he's banned for life? No, <laughs> no. Nah, he won't be banned. No. <laughs> I think he might have learned a little bit on how they, what they want, and how they want shit in the TV industry. I don't know. It's probably changed a lot though. But who knows, man? Oh yeah. Who knows? But and, and that and that goes to shit. That was the nineties, and in mm. the nineties was pretty much the Wild Wild West, but. Even the even by ninety standards, that little tirade Martin went on about a uh, women's hygiene was too much for NBC. Yeah, it was funny, but it was just like, where the fuck did it come from? Because it was just random. Yeah, it's pretty bad when a show like Saturday Night Live will fucking ban you. 
Yeah, and this was like 93, 94. Oh, yeah. And just imagine the shit that was out around that time period. And they said, man, this is a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, this was pre-Tittygate. Way, uh, yeah, they did that. Yeah. A decade before Tittygate. So, I don't know, man. What do you think? Uh, anything more about CB4? Or do you think we should uh, get out of here before we get into a whole parenting show? And we'll have to change the name of the show to... Um, CB4 parenting. Hey, that might actually. It work. might. You never know. <laughs> that could be a spinoff for you and uh, Bobby. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I'd want to hear some of Bobby's stories about girls. Yeah, yeah, it can get pretty dark. And <laughs> <I'd>... <laughs> no, no, actually, no. That that'd be good advice. Like Bobby, what do you? What would you recommend in these situations? I got a couple girls and. They right now at the infant stage, so I don't got nothing to worry about. But I, you know, fifteen years down the line, <laughs> man, I, 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 I don't. I'm, I'm like dreading my kids turning into teenagers. But I know it's gonna happen. So all I can do is wait and hope I get to see it. So it's not always bad. No, you know? it may not be. I tell you what, my son is going to be a heartbreaker very soon. He already has girls running towards him and doesn't realize why. <laughs> they are uh, wait until he figures they, it out. <laughs> I mean, literally, like, he'll walk into school and I'll see girls run up and hug him. And I'm just like, I saw you get a hug this morning. And he's like, yeah, I think she might like me a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, do you know what that means? And he's like, yeah, she wants to be my friend. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what you need to do, Box? Honestly, even though he's still a kid, you don't want to go too deep. Just tell him to keep that like laid back attitude. It'll never it never do him wrong. Yeah, just yeah. tell him to like keep that attitude of being just like, eh. I don't know, man. Yeah, leave it. I'll see. We'll see. Yeah, tell him the old "don't care" attitude. Hey, it works. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm sorry, it works. It works like a charm. What I'm gonna do is when he gets old enough, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna get Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and I'm gonna play him the Five Point Plan by uh, Damone. <laughs> Just act That's like wherever you are. That's the place to be. Isn't this great? <laughs> That's I'm gonna have him do the whole five point plan. That's it. That's what I'm gonna do. So, all right. Well, shit. I guess on that note, Bobby, thanks for calling. And uh, thank you for having me. Hell, let's get the let's get the fuck out of here. Anthony, you got anything else? No, I think we covered all our bases. This show. I think we did. Once we finally got the audio working, of course, it's, uh, THT. We're known for the audio problems. We will uh, see you next week. Next week, I believe, is the only week we don't have planned. We have planned all the last two weeks of Thanksgiving and all of December pretty much planned out. So we'll be letting you guys know that. Keep in touch with us on the Facebook. Just look up THT Movie Review on Facebook. We'll pop right up. Do that for everything. Do it for, for uh, YouTube. Do it for iTunes, THT Movie Review, uh, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio. Did I say YouTube? Yeah, I did again. Yes. Who cares? Anyway, that's it. Anyone else got anything left? No, baby. I think we covered our bases, baby. All right. We, we out of here. Later. Peace. Hey.